Welcome to Question Your Garden, an introspective podcast intended for self-exploration and personal development. I'm your host, Alicia, and I'm the crazy human who thought chatting about my own mental health journey might be helpful for you. I do hope you'll stick around. Now, it needs to be said, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment or diagnoses. You should always consult with your doctor or therapist before making any changes to your treatment. Remember, I'm just a person on the internet talking about my own personal experiences and am in no way qualified to make life-changing decisions for you. So many times while working on the drafts, for this show and just thinking about publishing episodes in general, I've told myself it's not worth it. It being the show and my words, my thoughts, my efforts, maybe even me as a person. The thing is, it's done what I needed it to do, I think. It's allowed me to speak my words. Now, it's debatable on whether or not others have found value in what I've had to say, but again, this show was ultimately for me. I'm over the moon at the idea that anyone actually listens to the crap I talk about. Don't get me wrong. But in the end, it was for me. How is that not worth it? Negative self-talk is so defeating, yet here we are slinging slurs and putting ourselves and our dreams and desires down like they're trash. Dumb bitch. Why do you even bother? You can't do anything right. You're so fucking lazy. You're not that good, no matter what others say. You suck at this. Your opinions don't matter. I remember when my therapist was talking through some things with me, like the past abuse and other things from my childhood and how it shaped me. We talked about some of the shitty, negative things I say about myself today as an adult. That's when she asked me how it would feel if I said those things to my 12-year-old self. Something about that thought made me cry. Like... The realization that it's what I'm actually doing to myself. I saw my adult self loudly scolding my younger self. And younger self just standing there dumbstruck, not wanting to react, but dying on the inside at the words that were being said. I've been taking today's harmful words and slinging them at this inner kid of mine because, technically, all this shit started there at those young ages when I was so ill-equipped with life experience to do any better. My pain started there. Surprise. But abusing that inner kid hasn't mattered to me. It hasn't occurred to me that it's what I'm doing. I view myself as flawed, 
And since no one else will be honest with me about my flaws, I need to make sure that someone tells me about myself. That someone's me. And that someone is verbally kicking the shit out of a child who wasn't afforded a well-rounded upbringing and who went through some shit that no kid should have to go through. The other fucked up part to all this, I don't remember my parents ever actually saying these things to me. Somewhere along the way, I decided that these were things I needed to hear. And those things moved in, got cozy, and now assert themselves in my life on a daily basis. Can you imagine how much more harmful those things are to people who grew up actually hearing them from their own damn family? Y'all, their voices are not yours. And shit, your voice may be parroting other negative shit you've heard along the way, thinking you need to be brutalized into action. That's not fucking fair. I've realized for a while now that negative self-talk is a problem for me. Realizing it is a good thing, but one also needs to make efforts to redirect or, ideally, change those words. I'll be honest, the best I've really been able to do at this point is catch myself in the act, or after the words have left my lips. The words come out and I go quiet and think to myself, that's that negative shit again, Alicia. Other times... Something has triggered me into a tirade, and no matter how much my subconscious is nagging at me, here we go again with this negative shit, I can't fucking stop. I guess, in a small way, it's letting me feel whatever pent-up anger I've been shoving away, but it really is an attack on myself and the things around me. Like, come on dogs, let's go potty. Oh, I bet you already pissed in the house somewhere, didn't you? Why don't you just take a shit? Why are we back out here if you aren't going to do anything? You just have to waste my time, don't you? It's not like I don't have things I want to do or anything. I don't fucking matter. My time doesn't matter. Just take whatever you want. I'm here to serve you. Fuck me. Fuck what I want. I just want to go to bed, but no, here we are not doing anything outside again. Might as well fucking go inside if you're not going to do anything. Why do you have to drink so much water before bed? Better not pee on my floor. Better not shit on the floor either because I fucking took you out and I tried and I don't have time to be fucking with that in the morning because I have a million other things to do then. Why the fuck is all this shit on the damn sink? Oh, that's right. You didn't bother doing the dishes. Why are these boxes on the table again? And how did all this shit get on my desk again? Damn it, I forgot to make eggs for the birds. Fuck up. Figures. Can't do anything right, can you, Alicia? <sighs> Why are you even... Why are you crying at me, dog? Going to bed eventually. Just get off my nuts, okay? I have shit to do. I always have shit to do. I don't know why I bother. I'm not here to do anything for myself, so what the fuck is the point? Anyway. Yeah. You get the gist. I go on those long rants when my husband has gone to bed, and I'm finally alone with my thoughts in the quiet of the house. I don't dare do them in front of another person. I just can't seem to bring that kind of anger and self-hatred out in the presence of another person. Sorry for the dogs. 
I guess I don't want anyone trying to argue back with me and call me out on my thoughts or my redirected anger. You know, it'd probably be less of a problem if I talked about things that bothered me as they come up instead of shutting them away. I usually don't feel important enough to demand that others listen to me. Especially not when I know my inside thoughts can be so hateful and condescending. Meanwhile, the dogs are left to hear me spew my vitriol. I feel guilt for that too. Even though it's just words, they can tell something's wrong and do their best to shrink in size too, to stay away. And even though my brain is telling me that the words coming out of my mouth aren't necessarily true, I'm not listening in that moment. Not in the moment of my tirades, anyway. I just had a thought. What would happen if I had a real live human to actually listen to my tirades in real time, silently? If, if I were able to even go on my rant... I'd still have to do it without looking at them. And I'd have to just spew my venom until I was done being a heartless little shit. And then, then I'd probably just crumble into a ball of tears, hating myself for my words. Hating myself for my feelings. Hating myself for letting another person see me angry and hearing the shit that comes out of my head. That's a pretty vulnerable place to be, to step into. The thought of it makes me cringe. Do I cringe because of the vulnerability? Because I know the other person would feel the need to interject all those terrible words with what they view as facts, opposite of my lies? This is a plant I don't understand. I can't seem to find its roots, but it sure seems to dance along gleefully amongst the other plants, showing its alluring but infrequent blooms. Or, wait, is it a plant that's often a secret part of the garden that I don't visit often? Are there other plants surrounding it that shield it most of the time? Do I need to open up the path to where it lives? Do I need to uproot this plant and just chuck it? Does it need more attention so it doesn't demand everything I've got in me when I go back there? Is this plant a representative of repressed emotions? Of unmet needs? Of a voice that needs a sounding board? Look, there are times when questioning your garden doesn't outwardly reveal the answers you need. I'm seeing that clearly today. I want to end this episode with something more tangible for you to work with, but sometimes the questions alone have to be enough. We like closure as humans. A lot of our troubles revolve around things we don't have closure on. Sometimes the simple act of taking the time to ask yourself some tough questions those that don't have immediate answers, are necessary to make yourself aware of the fact that something's a problem. It's so easy for us to get trapped with a superficial understanding of what's happening with or to us that we get stuck. 
if you want to get unstuck, you need to start asking deeper questions. And if the questions aren't generating answers, pretend the scenarios where you act out a behavior or feelings are different, just to see what other feelings come up. What changes when you change the circumstances? Pretending that someone else has actually heard one of my tirades sends me from a place of anger to a place of sorrow and shame. Anger is easy for me to feel, but sorrow and shame? Those hurt. Those hurt a lot more. And because they hurt so much more, they deserve a bit of extra attention to figure out why. What's the disconnect? What else is in there that causes the pain? What things could be done to change how these feelings are perceived? Sometimes we need to make the time to just sit in our garden and notice what's really there without judgment on its beauty or value. And it's also okay to let the mind wander and rearrange the garden. Imagine the plants in different locations and explore how that makes you feel. You aren't making any actual changes, but can still play around with ideas to see if, it, if something else might work for you. Anyhow, thanks for listening, guys. Your support means a lot to me, even if it's just a simple share on social media or to a friend or family member who you feel might enjoy the podcast, too. Don't forget to send me an email at questionyourgarden at gmail.com if you have something you'd like to share with me. Also, I can't forget to give a shout-out to both Kevin McLeod at Uncompetech.com and Scott Buckley at scottbuckley.com.au for the music transitions they provided for use in the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for any links or additional information from the episode. Until next time, keep weeding. Keep weeding.